What is happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson from here. This is presented to you by NoGameDay.com. We are live, live with an instant reaction after Florida State's thrilling win and the Caesars Superdome right above us here. Florida State takes down the LSU Tigers and Brian Kelly, 24 to 23. Gentlemen, 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 what an experience. What a weekend overall. And Florida State fans get to drive back or fly back to Tallahassee tomorrow. Happy. How are we doing, gentlemen? Yeah, uh, that was a crazy game. <laughs> what else? Uh, what else can you say? I mean, LSU came out, put some points right on the board. Florida State responds, and it looks like this game's over with a twenty-four to ten uh, lead in the fourth quarter. And the Tigers come storming back. They score. LSU or not? FSU gets the, uh, the muffed punt, and it's like, all right, this one is put to bed. And then somehow LSU forces a turnover, scores with no time on the clock. And then you block the extra point. I mean, we were sitting up there. Logan, I know you were down at the field at that point, but me and Austin were sitting up there in the press area, and they blocked it, and we just looked at each other and, and didn't even say a word. We were just, like, staring at each other for probably five or six seconds, just mind-blowing. I mean, what a what a finish to a football game. One of the weirdest games I've ever seen. I mean, in the last two minutes and 20 seconds alone, we got a muff punt, a fumble, a 99-yard drive in – a minute and 20 seconds, you get some referee call where he actually tackled inbounds, but they call him out of bounds. So they have to review it, give him a second so that they can actually run a play. They get the touchdown and then a block PAT. I mean, just an absolutely bonkers game. Two block kicks, two muff punts, two kick out, kicks out of bounds, thanks Fitzgerald. Um, but just an insane, insane game. One of the craziest games I've seen ever. And it was just the sudden changes of emotions. I mean, Florida State's sitting 24 to 10. You're feeling pretty good. LSU goes and scores. Like, all right. And then Florida State has their second three and out of the night. So you're getting ready for LSU to, to get another chance to go down and score at the end of the game. Then they muff the punt. Looks like Florida State's ice in this one. LSU gets it back, goes 99 yards, like you said, Austin, in just over a minute to score the touchdown. And suddenly – 24 to 10 to 24 to 23. Now we're going to overtime. Nope. Cheyenne Brown comes in, blocks the extra point. I mean, just a flip-flop of emotions over the final 20 or 30 minutes of that game. I, I can't imagine how Seminole fans are feeling after that one. Yeah, shout out to the Florida State fan base. I mean, absolutely showing up big time. Uh, you know, all throughout the night, you know, it was definitely a loud LSU crowd, but to come and travel this far – like Florida State did, and the fan base, it showed, and it helped out. You know, Jordan Travis talked about it after the game, and Shaheen did. You know, having that, the fan base here, it felt like a home game. Jared Burst said it. It said it felt like a home game. It was weird. It just felt like 50-50. Seminole Nation came to show out, and so that definitely helped. And definitely whenever, you know, I was sitting there in that end zone. Um, Y'all, someone mute their mic, too, because I'm thinking it's dinging over there. Over there in the end zone, right – over this way is where that block kick happened and Jared Burst celebrating like crazy got to see Derek McLendon going wild with the FSU fans how about a big game from Jared I mean you know we heard that there was a good amount of GMs and we're not talking scouts there were NFL GMs here tonight they got a little taste of what Jared Burst is going to be for the rest of his career in Garnet and Gold yeah Jared Burst uh three tackles 2.5 tackles for loss, two sacks tonight for Florida State. And as he said in his press conference following the game, he almost had countless 
um, other sacks, a lot of opportunities to put Jaden Daniels in the turf. And, you know, Verse did exactly what he needed to do when we were talking about this game um, during the show on Wednesday night. Come out and dominate a true freshman left tackle. And I thought he got the best of Will Campbell a couple times, and it allowed Florida State to make some big plays on defense because eventually LSU, they knew that Jared Verse was a problem. They had to shift some more attention to him. And that led some other guys get in there on that defensive line and in that linebacking core to make some plays. And, yeah, we saw that comment come through. Austin, you have snapped. The streak. O- you have snapped the nine-game losing streak across FSU and football and basketball games. So, man, how are you feeling right now? I'm, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm so great right now. You have no idea. I, <laughs> I've, been, I've, been, I've been with no game day for over two years. No, oh, three yeah. years. Three. Three years. And this is the first win I've seen in person as a media member, either basketball or football. That's it's wild. It's unreal. And that was a crazy way to get the first one. That's that's definitely a way to way to end it. Um, yeah, like y'all mentioned with the verse, though, he he had a chance to get probably six or seven sacks. Really, the whole FSU D line was getting after Daniels. They just weren't keeping him contained, and he was getting out of the pocket. I think he, he uh, had over 100 yards rushing just from those scrambles. Um, but FSU was real close to just eat him alive in the backfield all night. And that's something they can improve upon these next 10 games. And luckily they got a week off to, to rest up and uh, fix that. And I mean, outside of the, the final drive of the game where LSU was able to get a couple things going through the air, I mean, that was pretty much their offense the entire yep. night. It was uh, Jaden Daniels back there, Florida State getting some pressure on him, forcing him out of the pocket, and then Daniels finding some room to uh, make some plays on the ground. He actually finished 16 carries, 114 yards on the ground. LSU finished with 139 total yards on the ground. So Florida State's um, front seven did exactly what they wanted to do. They came in, they stopped the running attack, they limited that uh, revamped offensive line that LSU has. But there was just a couple plays where Jaden was able to get out there, find some room, and make a couple big plays for the Tigers. And credit Jaden Daniels, you know, especially in the fourth quarter. He was making some great throws, putting them in the right spots and making the right plays. The first half he struggled. I think he only had eight total passes, completed five of them. And then the second half he comes out gunslinging. And Elsie uh, was finally able to move the ball in that fourth quarter and, and got him back in the game. Credit to him. Um, and really, I can't believe we've gone seven minutes without talking about it. Jordan Travis had his best game as a Seminole. I don't think we need to debate that. He was phenomenal, especially on third downs. The way he was mm-hmm. diagnosing blitzes, getting the ball out, especially early on to Cam McDonald, just sitting in the middle of the field. He was doing such a great job of using the threat of his legs to open up the passing lanes because he would start to scramble. Two linebacks would come right at him, and then Pittman was coming across the field. Johnny Wilson was coming across the field. He did such a great job all game. Really, I think it's his best game as a Seminole. I don't think it's much debate. I think, I, think you saw him. I think you saw him really nice and composed. I mean, he was the game manager. He was the game manager on the field. He, he owned this field out of between Florida State and LSU. Just felt comfortable back then. That's not what you saw from JT two years ago. Even in some cir- uh, some circumstances last year, you just didn't see him like that. Not It just felt like, you know, this team, you know, felt like they were going to win. You know, they felt that pretty – pretty well after that second series. And I think that was a big confidence boost. Whenever you see your quarterback out there with that kind of courage, it just continues to, and it bleeds over to the, the rest of the offense and the defense special teams. One person that we are missing big time here, and it's a major shout out to him, probably my MVP 
I'm going to go Ontario Wilson. What a damn game from the veteran wide receiver that we, like we just did, ran through most of our instant reaction here. But forget Pokey Wilson. What a grab here after the trick play that Florida State ran. We'd seen it going on throughout practice for a couple of weeks now. It hits perfectly right here in the end zone to Pokey Wilson. And then what a damn grab sc on, top 10 on one-handed grab sideline. right over there yeah right over there is go ahead and step over there bz right over there is where ontario wilson snagged the ball in the corner one-handed grab uh after the game jordan travis talked about pokey and said you know he's had his ups and downs he's been going through a lot uh, throughout his career at florida state and for him to have that moment shine on national television against a big-time brand SEC school with LSU. Major props to Pokey Wilson. It's it's crazy when a flea flicker touchdown isn't your best touchdown of the night. I mean, that one-handed – first shout-out Jordan Travis on the throw. I mean, got absolutely hammered on that targeting call from from Gay. But then Pokey Wilson, defender shaped all over him, right hand, right on the shoulder, just absolutely amazing catch. And, Finishes, what, seven catches for 102 yards? Hell of a game for 80. Hell of a game. Yeah, this is coming off not playing uh, last week. So, Florida State, they were unable to get the ball into the end zone through the air um, last week in the, in the win over Duquesne. And coming tonight, Ontario Wilson returns to that lineup. Obviously, he's led Florida State in receiving the past two years, and he comes out, pulls down the first two touchdown catches by a wide receiver for Florida State in 2022, and it's just the veteran presence that he brings. I mean, Ontario was terrific for Florida State throughout fall camp, and we really thought he was going to play a significant role in this offense, and he showed tonight what he can do um, in that receiving core. Like you said, Austin, seven catches, 102 yards, gets those two scores. I believe that's the second time in his career that he's hitting the triple-digit mark, but we'll have to double-check on as an instant reaction. But very great game for Ontario, and I mean, man, how about Jordan Travis? Because that's that's the guy. That's that's what we've seen from him since Florida State started fall camp at the end of July. He's just been terrific with, with the progressions that he's made as a passer. And it was great that everyone got to see it tonight, um, particularly with what he was able to do outside of the pocket. Um, Jordan Travis only scrambled eight times in this game, but it felt like he was running a lot. And it's because he was running outside of the pocket, staying patient downfield. And using his legs to make plays with his arm rather than just tucking the ball and scrambling. And I thought that was a difference for Florida State. Um, you look over at the other sideline at Jaden Daniels. He was tucking that ball and getting out of there. And he made some plays on the ground with his legs, credit. But, you know, LSU's receiving core didn't get a ton of opportunities in this game because of that. Kayshawn Butte, only two catches. Both of those came in the fourth quarter. And LSU didn't have a receiver get over 50 yards in the game. And I think we need to take, yeah. even with Jordan Travis's incompletions, I mean, you had the one in the end zone where Logan's standing to Micah Pittman. That was a great ball. Should have been caught. You had the one to Johnny Wilson in this corner that should have been caught. I mean, he had some great throws that ended up being incompletions just because receivers didn't make the plays. Travis was amazing all night. I, I, again, I can't say it enough. I think this is his best game that he's played. I think it was one of Jordan Travis's best game he's ever played and – Mike Norvell is one of his best play calling duties that he's done since being uh, starting his career at Florida State. Year three, I thought this was one of the most beautifully called games. I mean, he was dialing up things and just knew 
how to take advantage of LSU's defense. And it was a, they were nice drives The third down play calls were beautiful. I mean, shout out to Mike Norvell. That, that was a really nice play calling uh, night from him. You lose Kenny Dillingham. He goes over to Oregon, but I talked about this in the season preview and all throughout the off season. I am very much more excited for a Florida state offense where it's just Mike Norvell. It's all up to him. Everything's on him. The pressure's on him. You're not splitting off things. You're not doing game prep with the, Another uh, offensive coordinator. Yes, Coach Atkins is a co-OC, but that's not play calling. It's not even close to it. This was all Mike Bell's ran offense, and it worked smoothly against LSU's defense. And there was Thank hiccups, you. like you said, VZ. There was there was hiccups. This score, I mean, it, it could have gotten a little bit more uglier early on, but those drops really hurt Florida State, and that's one thing that they're going to have to fix and get better at going into next week. Yeah, I, I don't have any disagreements. I mean, obviously, there's always going to be plays that you look back on and you wish you could change. You know, you wish Pittman didn't drop that ball on fourth and two. Um, I think we all agree that going for that fourth and two was the right call at that point in the game. It was a free possession after the muff punt. Just maybe throw it to a different receiver that's, you know, over six feet tall. But other than that, like you said, I thought it was a great call game from Norvell. A couple things here and there that they need to, need to tweak, and they're on the right track. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we lost Dustin. There it goes. <laughs> He's got his arms up. <laughs> we cut him off. It's gone. He's gone. Um, one thing I did want to mention, though, I was like I said, I was down there on the end zone, watch the play happen, watch that drive, and Fabian Lovett is something I'm going to be keeping an eye on going into practice next week. Leg might have been knee. Uh, I know whenever he came out of the game and then – he tried to go back out, wasn't going to happen, and then did see him put some weight on it, but not a lot. That's something that uh, I'm going to keep a very close eye on because Fabian Lovett, you don't want to lose him for time. Luckily, you do have this bye week. Yes, that is a that is a big thing for sure. That helps a ton with a lot of these guys because it was a very physical, physical game, which I think Florida State did a kind of set the tone on that part. Uh, but Fabian Lovett is someone that, you do not want to lose. That is a key part of your Florida State defense, both in play and leadership. A lot of guys got banned up in this game. We saw Mo Smith kind of hobble around a little bit. Um, and really, we should talk about LSU's injuries. We saw B.J. Ojolari miss a few plays, and then Mason Smith goes down real early in the game. Um, their, their star defensive lineman then comes back out on crutches. It's, it's probably a much different game if he's able to play the rest of the way, but it is what it is. Injuries happen. Um, Hopefully Lovett's okay. Hopefully Smith recovers and doesn't miss any more time because, you know, the offensive line looked pretty good for the most part tonight. There's a couple of hiccups here and there. Like we saw one where LSU got two free rushers up the middle. Travis still got rid of it on a dump off the board. Um, but I thought overall the offensive line did pretty good against what was a very highly touted LSU defensive line. Yeah, it feels like Florida State came out of this game relatively healthy. Um, there was a couple guys that went not again. Like people oh. want to FaceTime me while I'm on live. Um, people need to know. Oh, no, they're still FaceTiming. Oh, he's going to get ticked. <laughs> this man's going to get ticked. <laughs> tell, tell him we're still working. We work till, God, the sun might come up by the time I actually go to bed tonight. We're in, we're in God dang New Orleans. It's time to have a good time. Where's the roulette table at? Delu, Delu, Delu is frozen. Delu is frozen, everybody. Lost. We have lost D. Lou. Um, How is he the one with issues? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. No, there you are. There you are. You're back. You're back. 
Nope, he's no, not he's dying. Not. <laughs> he's not. Someone's blowing up his phone or something. But, yeah, you know, Florida – I talked about this with Mark Rogers just a few minutes ago. Florida State had to find that one running back that was in a groove, and tonight that was Deshaun Ward. Uh, I thought that he he did a great job in that Florida State offense of getting down the field, making moves whenever there were some bad, uh, bad blocking plays. Uh, off to the side, he made something out of – should have been nothing. Uh, and I thought, you know, that was that was your guy. That, that was your RB1 of the night. And I thought just how the way the offense moved and how Norvell was maneuvering and working with Trayshawn Ward because you know the talent that he has. He's a very – versatile back and not easy to tackle for his size. He's not the easiest guy to tackle. Um, you know, I, I thought Ward had a nice night overall. And it's, straight, it's just crazy to think that was a former walk-on, you know, former walk-on just over a year ago. He was just he was doing the best job of getting north and south. You know, Trey Benson and Tofili were, were trying to dance around a little bit too much. And, you know, the speed and athleticism of LSU got to him. But Ward's jump cuts were just nasty. Um, just his ability to make one guy miss, put a leg on the ground and go and get five to six yards was huge, especially early on in the second half. Um, unfortunately, he had that. I don't even know if it was really on him. That that pitch at the end, I don't know. I got to go back and watch because, you know, we're sitting three miles up in the air. You can't really see it. Um, other than that, he had a really damn good football game. And we got to shout out DJ Lundy. Oh, yeah. Getting a rushing <laughs> touchdown. Shout out DJ Lundy. Lundy, Lundy for six. Go ahead, D-Lou, with the connection works. <laughs> I don't think it's working. Exit out of it, D-Lou, and come back in so we can finish this off. But, um, you know, I, I think Florida State now, and there were some questions in here about does this change anything of season predictions, even though we've already done those. This was a big-time win for you, VZ, because, number one, you know, you needed to have answers. You know, going through all those games last year, you had a lot of those letdown games where you should have came through and won them. They come here, national stage, you beat LSU. What does this do overall for, number one, just this team and building confidence to go ahead and face the rest of the schedule of the 2022 season? And number two, and this is one's for d Lou, what does this do for recruiting? Because we know a lot of the recruits here you had – also, from 2024 commits, you had Cam Davis here, big-time running back commit. You also had five-star wide receiver, big-time Florida State target, Hakeem Williams here in attendance. What does that do for recruiting on that side, Dustin? Uh, but, VZ, what do you think overall for this team, the, the the confidence it builds for them? I mean, how many times have been on a losing end of a game like this? I mean, we talked about the Notre Dame game last year. You can even go back to the Georgia Tech block kick six. I mean, we could, we could keep going down the line of how many times they've been on the losing end of a game like this, and now they finally win one against a team that, well, is talented, has issues of their own, but it's still a name brand. It's still that national recognition in prime time in New Orleans, in the Superdome. You know, that's only going to get them feeling better. And I know everyone just saw how Louisville played against Syracuse yesterday. That's your next game in two weeks. So I, I know I had that as a loss personally. I might be changing that depending on – you know how we're feeling in two weeks, but the team needed this win. Mike Norvell needed this win just to kind of back the pressure off a little bit. Um, yeah, the team absolutely, absolutely needed this. No question about it. It was a huge moment. Uh, it shows the progression that this program has made under Mike Norvell as he goes into his third year at Florida State. Uh, you look at 2020 and 2021, Florida State, they came out on the losing end uh, to begin their season, especially last year starting 0-4, and then now, you know, you get the win over Duquesne last week, 
you come into LSU, you get this huge victory over the Tigers. And now Mike Norvell, 2-0 and for the first time at Florida State. So I think that helps him a lot as far as pushing this team back to the postseason. Uh, we'll see how things continue to go from here after Florida State's bye week. But then on the recruiting trail, you know, this, this helps. This is what recruits wanted to see. They wanted Florida State to come in and, and beat a national brand on a big stage. And I know neither of these teams were ranked tonight, but regardless, Florida State and LSU are, are two of the pinnacle brands in the sport of uh, college football. So to come out on top of this one, the recruits are buzzing. Uh, we'll definitely have some reactions over on Noel game day later. Commits are, are hyped up right now, to uh, say the least. And very big wide receiver target was in the sands tonight. Hakeem Williams got a decision coming down the, the board from him in about three weeks' time from now. Florida State, uh, they showed that their passing attack is, sta- is taking a step forward and that elite wide receivers should uh, consider the Seminoles. Well, I think we'll wrap up everything here in Tallahassee. Florida State now with some major – In New Orleans. Tallahassee. Wait, Tallahassee. In the Caesars Dome. I'm already thinking about heading to Bourbon Street and seeing what's going on. I'm sure that place is an absolute – Oh, the casino. Craziness. I'm going to go to Bourbon Street first. got to see what's going on over there. i got to see what a win feels like, I'm sure. Too, with Jameis Winston coming up here. Also in attendance, you had Terrence Brooks, saw P.J. Williams – uh, a lot a lot of former Knowles in attendance, which was great to see. But, of course, Jameis Winston, this is his home now. Got a big season ahead for him. But Mike Norvell, Florida State, starting off the season undefeated 2-0. What a game here in New Orleans and the Caesars Superdome. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't get any better. doesn't get any better than this. Florida State takes down the LSU Tigers. 24 to 23 and nola safe travels everybody heading back home into tallahassee or wherever you're going but i know tonight's going to be a long one everybody enjoy celebrate and we'll talk to you guys next week on wednesday at 8 p.m eastern time this is here the spear awesome busy lead basketball writer in the middle dustin lewis our editor and chief at nolgameday.com appreciate everybody for hanging out with us and we will talk to you guys soon peace out from nola catch you in 850 Streaks over.